0: The Inspire Sports League proudly presents NSL Radio. What's up, everyone? This is NSL Radio. I'm Jeff, the producer, joined by my co-hosts, Inspire Sports League commish, Lee Thompson, and co-founder, Jen Thompson, of the NSL, the Inspire Sports League. Guys, I gotta say I'm really excited because for a long time, there's been a lot of stagnation in the bodybuilding world, the world of fitness, the world of figure, the world of bikini, new divisions, new classes, new classes, I got to tell you, man, I am psyched about the NSL, Lee.
1: Uh, this is, Jeff, this is this is our time. This is our time to evolve the sport. This sport has been hungry. It's been craving for excitement, for energy, and for transparency and opportunity. All kinds of things, Jeff. We're here today, our first episode. Dude, I hope you can feel my excitement.
0: I mean, ever since I saw the NSL logo, I got to tell you, it's like something new and fresh. Um, a lot of people have just commented, like, what the heck is going on with the NSL? Like, who are they? What are they about? And I'm like, you know what? Just check the Instagram, check the Facebook. And everyone's super excited that they finally see an amateur level show that caters to the athletes the way that it should be. Okay. You know, you just had one here in Florida and um, here in Florida, like I'm in Florida, I'm in New York, but you had one down in Florida. And I, and like, I got to tell you, just from the pictures alone, people are blown away by like the stage blown away by the screens blown away by the prizes i mean backstage you got donuts going on like everyone is happy everyone seems to be really into it like what was what was the motivation for starting the nsl
1: you know, the motivation for starting the NSL was, uh, you know, I had reached a period after, you know, serving over a decade in, you know, my, my former organization to where I was a head, a head official and, you know, judged, uh, you know, 10 Olympias and, and, you know, countless Arnolds. I had just reached a point in in my career uh, where I couldn't, I could no longer do it. It wasn't a healthy environment. Uh, it wasn't a healthy competitive environment. And, you know, I've got to give it to the first lady, my wife, uh, who also said it, 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 it's time to change it's time to evolve the sport and she looked at me and she goes there's one man that can do it
0: <laughs> hey uh jen um let me ask you a question when you when you saw the you know like the 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 first baby steps of like the nsl what was what was going through your mind like uh you know were you were you trying to cater to the athletes because i gotta say like i'm i'm not a competitor but just seeing how this how, how these shows turned out this is the first time that i said to myself maybe i should get in shape like what was, you know, what was what was your motivation for like, you know, contributing to the NSL, the look of it, the feel of it and all that stuff?
2: Well, you know, I mean I'm a I'm a former competitor, so I've been in this sport. I've been, you know, on all sides of the sport. Now, you know, um, I came in the sport, turned pro in bikini, um, and then Lee and I got married. Um, and then before I knew it, here I was traveling around the world and judging, and you know, doing all that. But you know, there was still a lot that wasn't being fulfilled for the competitor, for the fan, for the sponsor. And you know, as um, as time went on, I, I just kept feeling that it it could be so much better and I knew that we could do it and that we could provide that um, for the athletes, something that was a little bit more hip, well, a lot more hip, let's be honest, Um, a lot more hip, a lot more fun um, and, you know... (sighs) Something that really made athletes feel special and feel a part of a real community and that it wasn't just, you know, here, let's just throw you up on a stage and then get you off and keep you up until 1 a.m. and not let you have any fun whatsoever. Um, you know, uh, athletes, they they work out so hard and they spend their whole entire, you know, career um working for these impressive goals. But, you know, the more athletes that we talked to, the more that I realized they weren't having fun. They weren't enjoying the process anymore. It became kind of like this this big weight that they had to carry on their back. And, you know... For me, working out and training is something that I love and competing is something that, you know, you should be able to celebrate and your family should be able to celebrate. Um, And so that's why even education is a big part of what we're doing, because, you know, with having the live judging and having our judges actually have the microphone, uh, they're able to teach the fans and teach these athletes families what's actually going on on stage and I think that's so awesome and so fun so really what it does is it just it just brings the love back to the sport it brings the the pride and it brings the excitement and the thrill of it all back and you know it's it's just been missing for way too long and you know whenever we first started this thing I kind of uh, when I started explaining it to people I'm like okay something that they can grasp and understand is like, you know, we're the Uber of the taxi, you know, like (laughs) the taxi is outdated. It's gone. It's, you know, a dinosaur. And, you know, we're Uber, we're coming in. We want technology. We want flair. We want class. We want excitement and fun. And we want something that's easy and something that makes sense for today's world.
0: So. yeah and 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 like Jen I mean, I gotta agree because just seeing from from the you know the pictures uh that are like coming through from like these last couple of shows just in twenty sixteen alone i mean. I mean, it looks exciting. Just looking at static images, I mean, these people are happy. Again, you can't make... I mean, Lee, like, the idea of having donuts backstage, like, I, I've never seen so many happy competitors backstage as opposed to fainting, wondering if they should choke on a uh, a protein bar afterwards with their insulin level shooting up. You're giving these guys donuts, and they're taking it easy. They're all cool. They're all nice and good. Um you know, is this something that you always wanted to do to just like <laughs> throw the donuts backstage? I don't know why I'm fixated on that. I
1: think I want some. You, you are truly fixated. I, <laughs> and I know you're going to be with us at NSL too, Jeff, oh, in yeah. Denver coming up this weekend, and you're going to have your donut opportunity. I will. No, you know what? There, 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 is, there is magic found in passion. And, and what we started with in the NSL is passion. And when you have something that you are passionate about and, and you've seen every aspect of it the way that, you know, Jen and I have and, and yourself, you know what the customer wants. And this sport and, and, and you know, some of the, you know, key words we're going to start learning on NSL radio is, is teaching people the NSL lingo is that is the NSL fit sport uh, is, is about being fit. And it is a sport, but it's also has to have an entertainment value. I mean, I've watched countless people fall asleep, including myself at the table <laughs> as a head judge, you know, going, oh, my gosh, are we going to be done anytime in the near future? Uh, and or it, where where is the excitement? Where is their entertainment and where is the value to the competitor who is going out there each and every day to train sweat, blood and tears in the gym? And what are they getting for it? turn to the right, quarter turn to the right, move, go, go, get out, thank you, you're done, off the stage, move. Everybody shut up. I mean, it was crazy. So I wanted to say, and and, and with Jen and, and Charles and the rest of the NSL team, Let's make it exciting. And we are moving to TV, our very first NSL One in Houston, Texas, recorded for TV, waiting for that to come out. It's going to be amazing. But every step we take are moving progressively towards the mainstream, providing this crazy energy of positivity, of inspiration, inspiration. And, and 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 really, at the end of the day, as as competitors, when we finish getting our pump and we go look in the mirror, especially guys like you, Jeff, you've got <laughs> some size. Uh, I've been on my back for a week, and, and that's with, with that. But we, we get excited. We take those selfies. And what are we looking for in those pictures? We're looking for that self-validation, and we're looking for validation from the others. So we want to create an environment where we can all validate each other in a very positive atmosphere.
0: Yeah, and like, you know, it really does come through, you know, like I said briefly in these two shows. And, you know, I, I I'm cannot wait for this weekend where I can experience it firsthand. But, you know, there are several pillars of the NSL. And, uh, you know, I want to touch on each of these because I find them to be keywords that um, probably was lacking in the last few years of bodybuilding and fitness competitions. One of them um, that, that really struck a chord with me was the transparency. And Jen briefly touched on it when it came to the judges and having the microphones. Talk about what transparency means when it comes to bodybuilding competition.
1: Well, transparency has been lacking since uh, it started 53 years ago with Joe and Ben Weeder. The last thing they ever wanted was transparency. Uh, you know, uh, there, there are some old writings from – former Mr. Olympias uh, going back to the 60s asking, you know, Ben and Joe, uh, was it safe to come over and compete uh, or was the show ever, you know, was it already predetermined who the who the winner was? And this is back when Dan Lowry was the actually, you know, the president of the IVB Pro League. Uh, so you already had, you know, this this lack of transparency. You know, you, you have your very first Olympia, you got Joe Weider sitting down and he's, he's discussing, with well, Larry Scott, I want to have this great show. I need you to be my champion. Well, how do we start out the very first First Olympia, already knowing who it's gonna be, and you get a thousand dollars. That should have told us all as something going, Hey, it doesn't matter what you bring to the stage, this guy's winning. Right. You know, right. and 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 it's continued cyclical. So as a head judge who, who sat in that same organization at that same Olympia table, some days I'd feel, why did I even show up? Because I could have sat from home and you could have voted for me. Uh, <laughs> because when I'm taking, you know, phone calls from, you know, I'll call it the Pittsburgh Capitol headquarters and, and saying, I need this, 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 and this, and this is what your marching orders are. You never had a chance. You being the athlete never had a chance. In uh, in 99.9% of the time, that one person who had either the sponsor had had made some kind of financial arrangements, or there was benefits to other areas. Uh, I wanted to see transparency, so I uh, teamed up. The NSL teamed up uh, an exclusive partners, uh, partnership with Body Squid Technologies, and we created a a software that was transparent, drag and drop. It's easy. To manage from a judge's perspective, no more pencils and papers, no need to, to circle names and, and and all this stuff because everything that they do, our judges, while they're in their chair, by the way, there are no tables, which I really, really love. It It's <laughs> clean, and, and, and it, it focuses all the attention on the athlete, but every move that they make on their system, you see on the screen, and it's live, and it's right there. Not only do you see what the judges are doing, but you see the judge's name and where they placed you individually as a competitor. Now, that is true transparency, but we've actually kicked in one other aspect of it because you know what? The fans pay a good sum of money to come to shows, but we never listen to them. In 53 years, their voice has not been heard. And one of the things traveling the world the last 12 years I heard is, Why don't y'all listen to us? We don't, you know, there's nobody from this drape that comes behind and says, you know, here's why this happened. And and as you know, Jeff, I was on our radio show for for quite some time, and that was a little bit of unveiling of Mm -hmm. some quasi, what I will call, pardon my French folks, bullshit transparency. I had limitations on the things that I could say, and obviously I couldn't disagree with any of the uh, decisions that the organization made. I, I was there to be the front man for the organization. Well, guess what? There is no front man. Every judge that holds a tablet, that's your responsible party. So when you've got a question, feel free to walk up and ask them. We also created an immediate opportunity for people to get feedback right there from that tablet. So everything is done in a very transparent way, and and in the NSL, winners are winners, and it's winners take all, and the people who finish second and so forth, they have opportunities still to be able to find uh, in their own improvement, but they know exactly where they stood on that day. It didn't matter who they knew, who trained them, who coached them, who took their pictures, it's what they brought their personal best on that day. So when you say the live judging
0: and when, and when judges, you know, like let's say, you know, let's say I'm a judge and, you know, I see a competitor and and like I say, okay, well, number number 20 and he's in first place or something like that. If I if I change that, are, is, is the audience going to be able to see if I make a change?
1: They'll be able to see. What, what happens is when all the competitors come out, it, it's a typical system. They're going to drag and drop where they, they, they individually would like to see you in, in a call out. So let's say gotcha. you have three call outs. They're going to put you in one of those boxes. Well, the head judge no longer – you remember me. I used to be sitting down there trying to tabulate all these little pieces of paper coming across to mm-hmm. me and and, and circling. The, the system does all the math. Gotcha. And so as soon as, as the head judge goes, give me the first call out, and up on the screen, there it is. He or she, the head judge, doesn't even know who's in the first call out until everybody knows because it's right there on the screen. And then the competitors are able to walk out. So when we say transparency, we mean that it is transparent. Every move, every action is visible through the crowd.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, I was I was talking to someone uh, actually at the gym recently, and I was I was trying to explain the system to them, and they they thought I was lying. And I said, no, you'll you'll, you'll be able to hear this on the on like the first podcast because uh, you know this was someone who. Came in and, and you know she did a couple of shows and she felt she should have had a certain placing and the audience felt she should have had a certain placing and when she went back and asked the judges, hey, why was I in second and not first? They said, well, you came out a little drier at night and we didn't think that you quite had it. But if you look at the, you know, if you look at where she was, she was always in second. Like I mean, you know, she wasn't. <laughs> there was no, there was yeah, no chance <laughs> for her to be in first.
1: Yeah, in the, the, that system that she is competing in, there's there's only one round, and that's right. it. Yeah. And and it doesn't matter what you do. This is why, and in, in Jen uh, and I came up with the consolidation of, of just moving everything together. So you'll notice at NSL 2, we start at 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. 1 p.m., not at 8 a.m. For people who are having to get up and do their hair and makeup at 2 a.m. and be <laughs> up all night. We start at 1 p.m., and with the software that we have, the competitors actually get more time on stage. The shows are ran more efficiently. See, efficiently, so we're able to move right from pre judging right into the finals. By you know seven eight o'clock, we're out and we're partying together as a community. But everything is right there for them to see, and all both rounds are scored. The round one is scored, round two scored. They're added together. Boom! Here's your first through. Ninetieth place, not just one through sixteen. One through how many ever are in that class?
0: Right, 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 right. Yeah, you see, and that's and that's that's going to be so fun to actually watch in person. I, I I seriously can't can't wait can't wait to see that. But um, you know, another another pillar of the NSL. Um, because you know you're, you're you're like you're like trying to make sure that not only is it transparent, but that everyone is on an equal playing field. And you know you talk about equality a lot. And um, when you say equality, uh, just just talk a little bit about like what that means for the athletes.
2: I'll take this one. So whenever we're talking about equality, there's a few different aspects that comes into it. But you know, um, but the main one that that we can start off talking about is equality as a competitor. You're stepping on stage first of all. You know. Likely said, it It kind of goes in with the transparency to where no matter where you come from, no matter, you know, who your coach is, any of that, it, it doesn't matter. Everyone is on an equal playing field um, from the ground level. And to me, that makes all of the, the difference in the NSL because that is what takes um, that's what takes a circus to an actual sport, you know, or takes um, maybe it's just, you know, people are on stage. They're hanging out blah, blah, blah. But they're not, nothing's being really judged. Mm -hmm. So whenever Mm -hmm. you, whenever you bring in that equality, it makes it an actual sport because there are actual scores, there's numbers, there's percentages. It's all right there for people to see. And, you know, with equality too, it's, it's in between, you know, the, the classes, um, male and female. One thing that, you know, as Lee and I were working on developing this, uh, you know, I, I started asking questions about, well, you know, I understand that bodybuilding has been around for a long time and it is, you know, the foundation of this entire sport and, you know, it's where it where it started and, and all of that. But at the same time, you know, it seems very way out of scale whenever you have, you know, your men bodybuilders who at the biggest show of the year, you know, have a prize money pool of 400000 or more. And then the women and even men's physique, uh, you know, have a prize pool of $25,000. So there's a huge, you know, injustice there between the divisions. And and actually in this day and age, you know, um, the bodybuilding is, you know, it's it's a highlight, but it's, it's not what brings in all the money throughout the whole entire year. You know, these new divisions, um, especially the ones that we're implementing with, you know, Bikini Beach, Bikini Athletic, Men's Physique Beach and Athletic, those are your mainstream categories where all of the athletes are, you know, coming in groves. And and so our our vision with Equality was to, you know, spread the money across to everyone equally for the champions because they all deserve it. And it really allows us to, you know, to really treat them as... As equals, as men and women, and you know, in their different fields, because when it comes down to it, that's very important. And you're seeing right now in um, in other sports, in soccer, you've got you know the women's soccer team who are coming out and saying, "Hey, you know, we actually made more money than the men's soccer team for the U.S. You know <laughs> this this year, right. and and they're standing out and they're saying it's time that we are paid as much as the men. It's time that it's equal. And and sometimes it's weird, you know. You think, hey, it's 2016, you think we'd have this all figured out by now. But, you know, sometimes the laws and, um, you know, all this stuff is is behind. But, you know, that's why, um, you know, when whenever we got this, this vision and, you know, we took the chance to do this, we are going for it. And, you know, we're going to do the best that we can to stay up to date, not just right now, but, you know, but moving forward to it. You know, all these All these changes and all these ideas aren't just for 2016. We're going to stay up with the times and keep evolving as we go. So that way, we're always putting the athlete and our consumers first because – that is what they
0: deserve. Yeah. And like, you know, you, you, you make a great point, you know, when it comes to the differences between the, the, the prize money between classes, when it comes to bodybuilding, fitness figure and all that stuff. And, you know, there is a slight discrepancy and, you know, it's, it's, it actually is great to hear that there's going to be a nice spread so that everyone feels like, you know what, I'm not a bodybuilder, but I'm, I'm, I'm a men's physique guy. And I know that if I come to the NSL, I'm going to be treated like a high level men's physique person, not like a second rate because I'm not a bodybuilder because I'm not as big. And also with the, with the differences in the, in the bikini any division. Uh, like I, I have a lot of fun telling these girls now like hey look it's not just like you have bikini athletic and you have bikini beach you know you really like to train hard you like those abs oh you're kind of not really into that you want to party you know and, and and it is nice to have different opportunities for you know new people to come in there but also to have the equal playing field when it comes to the prize money I mean I can think right away um, I used to be a big fan of MMA when it first started and I just fell out of it and the reason why I got back in MMA is one person Ronda Rousey probably the most like globally popular MMA fighter She's a female. She made a nice demand and she's getting it. You know what I mean? So I think that you're right. The NSL is following up with the times. It is bringing equality to the sport in highlighting not just bodybuilding, but I'm getting interested in the men's physique division now that you have it spread over multiple types of classes. The same thing with the bikini. It's interesting. It's fun to watch. And I think that, you know, people are reacting positively to it. I mean, Lee, um, you know, I'm sure you had a chance to talk to some of these competitors. What do they feel about the opportunities that
1: you've been giving them? Everybody's excited, you know. I shouldn't say everybody. I'll never use that word. Most people I've spoken <laughs> to are are excited. Now, if you you know, I get a lot of messages from these uh the hardcore, you know, message boards that the damn bodybuilders deserve more. They work harder, they it costs them more to compete. Well, you know, they're buying more steroids. You know, <laughs> that, that's what costs them. Let's be honest. They're they're buying more juice. It doesn't cost them more to compete than somebody else because it maybe in food they eat more. It's like if I have a cow versus raising a sheep, but at the same day, right now, wool is a lot more precious than beef. So I'd rather spend a little bit money on that wool. So, you know, for for the competitors, it is the opportunity to say, listen, we all bring value to the table. And let's face facts, Jeff, it doesn't take a rocket scientist and and nobody on uh, of our other competitions certainly have any rocket uh, science degrees um, because nobody's doing the math. When you look at the social media following of our bikini competitors, our men's physique competitors, both beach athletic uh, and compare them to all the body, body, bodybuilders combined, the bodybuilders get smoked. Mm-hmm. All of them combined can't keep up with, uh, you know, pick a girl out on Instagram, go with Paige Hathaway. You know, she's not a competitor uh, at all, but he, here is one girl who has more following than Phil Heath. Mm-hmm. So if, if these, these demographics Continue, And we know we're only seeing the, the, the early ages of this. Then how are you or how would anybody be able to look at a competitor, men's physique, bikini beach or whatever and say, you know, yes, you brought in, you know, 90% of the revenue, but you're only going to take out 10% of it in prize money and the 80 of it is going to the bodybuilders because they're where we started makes yeah.
0: no sense no 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 you're right it doesn't it, it doesn't make any sense and like it's interesting that like people would still you know again like uh, Jen was saying I mean you know we're in 2016 and you know let's face it bodybuilding I, I, I mean when I when I talk to people in the gym and you know I'm talking about people in their 20s and 30s even they know who Sadiq Kozovic is they don't know who Sean Roden is I mean, this is like a top three Olympia guy. Like, they know who India Paulino is. They, they know who these major names are, but they like they don't know who, who, who the top five bodybuilders are. They can name to me five women before they name five guys who are actually in the, in the top five. So I think there has to be more opportunities for other people, especially the women, to get more attention. And, of course, the regular gym people now see, you know what, I think I could be a men's physique guy. I think I could be a classic physique guy. A lot of the bodybuilding stuff, like, you know, like you're saying, people aren't going... And, you know, they're not willing to put the juice in their body. They're not willing to spend the money on the extra food. And uh, actually, I think, uh, you know, you're right about the wool. It looks a lot better than, than the beef anyway. So. But uh, so but no, I, I'm, I'm I'm like really excited about it because, you know, just just looking at a guy like Benny, man. Oh, my God. I mean, people are asking me, who is this guy? I'm like, I don't know, but I want to meet him because he he is one solid dude, man. And like, I'm you know, in, in the bodybuilding division and this, like he's getting more attention than people that like I see locally here. And you know I'm 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 not just saying that so obviously the quality of the competitors um, are, are already, you know, showing, showing up at the NSL shows. And like, I think it's really fun to watch and, you know, it's great that you're giving more opportunities to the people out there.
1: Jeff, that leads us right into, you know, the, 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 third pillar of, of what we do and is opportunity for these athletes. And when we redefined and I say redefine the criteria, because, uh, I was one of the judges who actually helped, you know, the other organization try to hone in these, these, um, Definitions, if you will, of criteria, which if you still go to their website, it it just mind-boggling because it doesn't make any sense. It it, is just like none of us there. So we really streamlined our criteria and we made it compete healthy, live healthy. Live healthy, compete healthy. You know, you want to be big and you want to look good, all those things, but we want to give you the opportunity to also be a healthy athlete because. This is what mainstream desires. When we look at TV these days, we've got all these new programs on, strong and challenge and all these things. But there there are people who are fit, they're they're defined, they have muscularity and they're on TV. I don't see Phil Heath on TV. Right. I don't see Phil Heath running around doing, you know, the only time they use bodybuilders is when we make fun of them. Yep. Yep. Just, just like the, you know, the distended belly. I was, you know, before I, I was the one saying distended bellies with Arnold have to go. And now what do we see on TV? They got a bodybuilder who grows through insurance sales, his stomach grows, his stomach grows, <laughs> his stomach grows. Again, laughing at the comedy that the, the old world still believes. So with opportunity, we had to change the criteria to create opportunity because people do want to obtain something. It has to be obtainable. So Individual athletes who step on an NSL stage, one, we're knocking the crap out of people on production. So when they step on that stage, they are a star. They've worked their ass off to get there, and we're working just as hard to give them a production that is equivalent to that value. And when you do that, you provide them opportunity. Benny Brantley, great-looking physique, a guy who's been competing for going on 14 years, and in the last two months, his social media following has doubled. hmm Not because he did anything different, but because we presented it in a different way to a market that is interested in seeing it. Sarah LeBlanc. Now, I have to throw out Sarah LeBlanc's name, bikini athletic competitor. She'll be out there this weekend, pro. Sarah LeBlanc was the very first pro who met with Jen and I the night of the Olympia, September the 17th in Las Vegas. We sat with her and her husband for seven hours. She was the very first brave soul that said, this must change. She finished in eighth place, and when you put her glutes and anybody else's glutes next to each other, there's no way this girl gets seventh place. I mean, I know how how she got it, but it doesn't happen visually. It doesn't happen on a criteria basis. So, again, throwing out all the bias and giving athletes opportunity to present themselves, teaching them how to build their brand and how to grow their brand. This is opportunity that we're talking about.
0: Yeah. And like, it's interesting, you know, I, I had no idea who, who, who Benny was until he stepped on that stage. And I'm saying to myself, how, how did this guy get overlooked?
1: I mean, he looks many he looks years.
0: Phenomenal. Phenomenal.
1: Many years. Uh, many years I judged uh, Benny at Nationals. And again, it, 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 it's not how good you are. It's who you knew. Yeah. And that's why transparency, equality and opportunity have to come together. Jen, let me ask you, what's what's some of the feedback that you're
0: getting from uh, some of the competitors at, at the recent shows for the NSL?
2: Oh my gosh, I mean I can't even tell you so many amazing positive comments. It's just it's overwhelming and it just it makes us so happy. We left Miami this weekend and we just had the best time of our lives because Every single competitor was just over the moon. They had such a good time. And, you know, everything that we do, we try to, you know, do a little bit extra every single show. It's not, you know, we don't just come up and pop up a stage and say, you know, get up there and compete. You know, we do the little things that really make someone feel special. And, you know, even after the contest was over, we... Through a mixer downstairs in, in the hotel lobby. So everyone could unwind and get to know all of their fellow NSL athletes on, you know, kind of a, on a camaraderie level, you know, they, they get to talk about their real lives and what they do with, you know, not being in that competitive atmosphere. And so, you know, it was just so fun. All the athletes, they, they really just had a blast even in Houston, you know, our, our first show, it was the same way, you know, they're just so excited, uh, I mean, you can just scroll through social media, scroll through Instagram, um, look up our hashtag, the NSL or Inspire SL, your personal best, and you can see for yourself. I mean, anyone listening, just go to that right now. Check out our hashtags and you'll hear from the competitors themselves just what a good time they're having and how they feel, you know, just so happy to be a part of what we're doing and You know, that's one thing that I'm really proud of, you know, with with Lee and I, that we're able to, you know, we're able to get a good, strong team of people around us um, that believe in what we're doing as well. And, you know, we don't have 10,000 competitors yet, but what we do have is, you know a community of competitors that really believe in what we're doing and you know that's everything for us because like likely started off saying when we when we began this journey was one athlete at a time and and when one athlete feels special they're going to tell 10 people how special they felt and you know they're going to come over too so you know we we're just having such a good time doing this and and we know that it's just you know we've got we've got so much much more to do we're just we're barely getting started i mean come on we've only had two shows so i mean
0: (laughs) yeah no and 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 like it actually feels a lot bigger because of the excitement because other people are reposting stuff from the show and like because they're sharing their 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 experiences you know i i I mean it's just very exciting and you know i (laughs) lee i i gotta bring this up because you know you mentioned the boards and, you know, the boards are always very fun because you always get the greatest opinions in the world. And you know that these guys are all top pros. I mean, everyone writing, they have ripped abs and they're lean. You know, we're hearing from the cream of a freaking crop. They're not the peanut gallery or anything like that. But I got to laugh because last year, last year, we witnessed a small controversy with Kai Green. Doesn't compete at the Olympia. Whatever. Phil Heath wins again. Kai Green makes a comeback. Takes a few Arnold classics. This is, I mean, this is major news, right? He won a few Arnold mm-hmm. classics. Okay. Now, c- c- check me if I'm wrong on this. The biggest news in bodybuilding for the past, like from, from, from the day that we announced it, is not the fact that Kai Green made a comeback. It's not the fact that he conquered the Arnold classic. The biggest news on the boards is why the hell did the NSL sign Tony Freeman? Now, Tony Freeman is a pillar in bodybuilding. I love this guy. He's the X-Man. Everybody knows who he is. He's on that Olympia stage. I mean, I go to the gym, people know who Tony Freeman are. It's kind of like that fact that you were talking about with the Paige Hathaway thing. I mean, has Tony Freeman won an Olympia? No. But you know what? He should have. And he's one of the greatest bodybuilders that ever stepped on stage. The biggest news is not Kai Green winning the Arnold Classic. It's Tony Freeman coming to the NSO. What do you think about that?
1: I would agree with you, and I'm gonna I'm gonna add one to that, and then I'm gonna comment on that. You know, I, I liked uh, one of our, our magazines that covers the sport. Which, by the way, these magazines that that, that cover the sport of ours uh, covered exclusively and only provide information uh, from a one-sided way. But you know, uh, the top ten news stories of last year, the NSL wasn't in it. I gotta say, folks. You're buying into the bullshit Mm -hmm. because the number one story that happened last year was Kai Green not competing in the Olympia, Dana Lynn Bailey not competing in the Olympia, Steve Cook not competing in the Olympia, Bodybuilding.com not being in the Olympia, and five, one of your head judges uh, resigning the week of the Olympia and starting his own organization. Now, is Tony Freeman being announcement in the NSL the biggest news of the year Absolutely. Why did we do that? I, you know, Tony Freeman may step on stage. He may not. But what I have in plan, what the NSL has in plan, people can't fathom at this point because they are stuck in the 70s and 80s mindset to where if you have somebody, that means they're a competitor. Folks, you're listening to our first podcast. Let me be extremely clear. Please forget everything that you know about the sport because the evolution is underway tony freeman has an amazing story he has an amazing story that you are about to see on tv it's going to happen he has a lots of opportunities we've got big things in the works for tony freeman he works perfect for us because he's about health and wellness he is about he's 50 years old he's the freaking jack lane of the modern era <laughs> So I didn't sign Tony Freeman. The NSL didn't sign Tony Freeman or ask Tony Freeman to come over because we want him to go uh, compete against Phil Heath. We want him to share his knowledge of how the hell you look so good at 50 years old with a demographic that is desiring somebody like that. Tony is, you know, the clonotics. Tony is the the guy that's getting, you know, cryogenics every day. He's the guy that's truly living a healthy lifestyle and really is a brand ambassador that we can send around the world to share our message about health and the way you should be able to compete and then top it all off. The guy's the damn X-Man. He has got the X-Frame. You can't argue with his aesthetics. And that's really what the sport was to was should have been about and should have always stayed that course.
0: Yeah. And, uh, you know, again, Tony, Tony is one of those guys who, you know, uh, Jen, you know, you're talking about Googling people, right? I mean, if you, I mean, if you type in X Men, it's funny, you get like all those movies showing up and then this tremendous bodybuilder who just kind of stands out. He is a pillar in the sport. Jen, how, how exciting was it to actually announce that? Like, uh, Tony was on board with the NSL.
2: You know, it was it was just really awesome. And you know, my thing with Tony is that likely said he he's a pillar of bodybuilding. And the thing with Tony is that the the pictures don't lie. I mean, you can look at a picture of him on stage throughout his whole entire career and you know, and you go back to you look across to who won, you look where he placed, and it's like, uh, what's going on here? You know, because he has he has the X frame. He's got that hourglass shape the Mm -hmm. one that in your mind as you as you grow up and you learn about bodybuilding and you learn about aesthetics and balance and symmetry and all of those things it's like that is tony is the description of all of that and then and then you look at who wins on the biggest stage in the world and it's something exactly opposite of that it's Mm -hmm. some you know bottle Looking body, and you know, so that's why I'm excited because he is a true picture and a true testament of of what health and wellness is, and he has that look, and so that is that's everything for us.
1: Jen, and, and you mentioned something really important, Jeff, and I'm sorry to, to, to jump over here, but you know, we we watched Tony Freeman compete in, in Columbus, and you know, as as have been a lot of things, what the NSL does, our competitors do. Uh, So they decided to judge a posing round. Now, Tony Freeman could fall off the stage, roll down the stairs, and land on his feet, and at least finish fourth in the posing round. I would would say, especially in that lineup, probably second. Mm -hmm. And that's even if he didn't get back up. How does this man get 12th place? Yeah. Yeah, I know. You know why? (laughs) He went out and he talked about the judging a week before, and he paid the price. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: See that's that's, <laughs> but, that's 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 sad. It's like you know, if you're if you're okay. Let's say that I'm a competitor. I step on stage. I don't know anybody, and I come in, and I'm I'm bringing in some hybrid mix of Phil Heath and Arnold Schwarzenegger and Ronnie Coleman, just because I don't know certain people. Like you know, there's this there's this weird thing that like I spoke to a lot of people in the past about. It's uh, called paying your dues. Now, I don't I don't personally see how you can pay your dues if you're an outstanding. Uh, human physique and you look like that you were born to do this how, how can you possibly pay your dues if you are the best one standing on that stage and the way you pay your dues is by getting 10th place or getting last place or getting you know the final call out because they don't want to compare you to a guy who's been hyped up to be number one I think that's a little bit sad
1: well it's interesting you ask that question and I have the answer for you it goes back to 1946 mm-hmm. um, when Ben and Joe created the um, IFBB uh, out of spain one of the things that that joe used to tell a- athletes we've all seen the the famous bust of, of joe Weeder with his arms crossed you know and he's got his head up there mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. we know that that is not joe Weeder's bust mm-hmm. that is actually robbie robinson yep and joe took his head off and replaced it now he doesn't pay robbie robinson a dollar but what he tells robbie is this is your paying dues to the organization You're you're giving us this likeness as you're paying dues. And this became a common thread amongst judges and officials since 1946 all the way to when I left on September 14th. A lot of times you just tell people, you know, you just got to pay your dues. Now, what does that mean? I don't know, because when you bought your membership card, didn't you pay your dues? (laughs) I don't know. That's pretty just much.
2: <laughs>
0: well, that's, <laughs> well, that's why, that's why it's so confusing to me. It's like, uh, you know, I, I, uh, when you're, when you're in a race and you have a, you know, you have a great car and you, and you come in first on that finish line, you're first. There's no dues to be paid. Like you can wipe them out. Um, I don't, I, I, you know, this is why it's good to have the audience feedback and like the audience see the judging because now they're going to say, okay, I I agree with that or, you know, I, I, I think that that was a little bit off because I think everyone's going to come to an agreement now. There's not going to be any favoritism like you were saying earlier. There's not going to be anything but transparency. There's not going to be anything but opportunity, nothing but equality when it comes to the NSL. And like, I'm glad that this, you know, this is a, a first huge step in the evolution of the sport, the evolution of bodybuilding and, you know, it gives people an opportunity to to actually you know have a fair chance and you know we've already seen a lot of great new competitors out there and um, you know I think it's gonna be an amazing year I mean we have a major show coming up this weekend why don't you talk a little bit about Denver and what's gonna happen there and uh, what classes we have and what, what we should expect from the NSL this weekend. All
1: right, it's gonna be a great lineup I'm gonna let Jen talk about the classes and, 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 and I'm gonna let her talk a, a, about Denver but Denver is NSL too and if you notice, Jeff, uh, the, the the switching of, again, lingo here, you, you're seeing the lineup, NSL 1, NSL 2, NSL 3. We know, uh, and very good friends of, of mine, and then our partnership with Shark Branding uh, and, and the Dana White Group, uh, obviously we know what works. And then UFC 100, 199, 139, everybody begins remembering those, and you become a brand because you were the winner of, of this particular one. So we shifted gears quickly to... Uh, readdress some of the naming because some of the naming of shows gets you you got the poseidon you got all kinds of crazy things (laughs) let's get back to basics and go nsl2 now when you walk around uh, away from there and you're able to put on your social media page you want nsl2 that really does mean something to somebody it looks good it's clean it's fresh and the rest of the shows are are, you know have the the open behind them but nsl2 It's going to be spectacular. It's going to be fun. And we're going to Denver, Colorado, and it's a pro qualifier that is open to anybody in the world. If you can find your way to get on an airplane and you can land in in Denver, Colorado, I don't care whether you're a member of the IFBB, the NBA, the IBA, the CGA, name it. You can compete with the NSL in Denver. And first lady – You've done one hell of a job this week in getting this show ready, uh, the NSL 2, so I am not going to take your thunder because I you know, do have to, to live with my beautiful wife, but I always give her props where, where they're due. Honey, tell us about it.
2: Oh, thanks, babe. Well, um, yeah, you mentioned that it's downtown Denver. Uh, it's at the Sheraton Denver downtown, uh, 1550 Court Place, so uh, shout it out. There you go. There's the address. Come, come meet us there. We're actually likely mentioned we have – changed our whole entire format so the days of you know getting there at nine staying until all hours of the day and early (laughs) early hours of the morning are gone uh the show is going to start at 1 p.m doors open at noon uh, you can buy tickets at the door. You can also go online to Inspire, and that's dot com, and purchase the tickets online. Athletes can still register. We take registration all the way up until 9 o'clock on Friday night. Uh, we'll have the athlete registration from 6 to 8 p.m. there at the Sheraton. So, again, if you're an athlete and you're – Thinking you want to do this? Then do it. Come meet us there. We'll get you all set up. Take you through the whole entire process. You can get your athlete registration, your NSL card. You can, you know, get tickets for your family, backstage passes for your trainers. All there. Uh, they're also all online too. So uh, go to the website for that. And um, you know, we'll have we'll have some vendors there. We've got uh, again, we're going to be doing a competitor and VIP dinner after the show. The doors open at 1. We'll go until about 4 o'clock p.m. We'll have about a 30-minute intermission, and then we'll finish off with the award presentation. We'll be turning some some athletes pro, so it's going to be really, really exciting. And then after that, we'll go right into the athlete and VIP dinner at 7 o'clock p.m. So that is going to be really fun. Again, it's a way for all the athletes to mingle. VIPs get involved, and we'll have a limited number of tickets for family and friends to come and enjoy it as well. So it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great. We're also uh, bringing in a couple of celebrities to judge the event as well. And this is something we haven't talked about with you yet, Jeff. This this celebrity version of the show is amazing because – What it does is it brings excitement and it brings somebody who is a celebrity in actual real world, (laughs) celebrity (laughs) world, L.A., um, to the table and, you know, they get to talk to the competitor and they give their feedback there live in front of everyone. So, you know, they're asked like, who do you pick? So they're put on the spot and they have to pick an athlete and say why. And it's really neat being able to hear to hear that, you know, because they say, well, um, you know, I like we'll just say. Sierra Capacious. she's one of our um, competitors. She turned pro uh, pretty recently, so um, you know she's really excited to be on stage here in Denver. But you know, let's say he he picked her, and he's gone through our judging training. Lee Thompson takes him through. My husband, he takes him through uh, our judging training, so they know what to look for uh, as far as our criteria. But they also have their own experience from. From their world, from the celebrity world, from what it means to be famous and to have that special something, to have that "it" factor, and so they're like, "Well, you know, she came out here, and not only is she balanced and symmetrical, but she has that tiny waist that you know really makes her stand out from the rest of the lineup. And you know, she also has charisma. She walked out here and owned the stage, and that's what set her apart for me. So that's why I choose her. And so, you know, when you hear that, it is it takes. This competition to a whole nother level and especially for those fans out in the crowd you know before now they've been wondering what the heck is going on why did this person win what about her she's pretty he looks like he's got like 13 abs why didn't he win <laughs> so you know this really helps people understand and really to get involved with it um you know because if you have, if you have a, imagine if you have a horse race and you have no commentators, you've got no news going on. Nobody's talking about the horses, and they know nothing about what the horses are supposed to do. Do you think it would be exciting and that they would have any followers whatsoever?
0: I got to say, I think you just described about uh, the last ten, <laughs> and, uh, the last ten shows that I just saw. <laughs> Bodybuilding, sorry hard to say, but uh, right, hey, you know, it is, it is. You know, that's that's actually a great point, and like I like, I like the celebrity judge thing because now you're going to get someone who is a fan and is going to see it from a different eye, not so rigid, not so raw, but be like, you know what? I think she has it. I mean, I like the way he described that. She has it or he has it. You know, he just has that, that like wow factor. And you're right. That is going to come from another perspective, from a person who's out there who sees people a little bit different. That's awesome. I love it.
1: And, you know, Jeff, and, and, and just to, to add on that celebrity aspect of it, because we, we talk about transparency, these are celebrities they're fresh off the airplane they don't know anybody they're just sitting down in the chair and they're looking at bodies and they're looking at how somebody can sell themselves to them now each one of these celebrities that are sitting down at that the judges table have all made it through the tank and that's the shark tank they've been there they presented their ideas so they're athletes and they are celebrities but they're entrepreneurs and that's why we have them sitting there because We're teaching all NSL athletes to become entrepreneurs and to build their own brand.
0: See, you know, this is so exciting. I mean, Jen, the way the way you're describing the the NSL two show in Denver. It's not just a you know, it's not just a bodybuilding and fitness event. It's actually an event. It's like a huge event that celebrates the competitors, celebrates fitness, celebrates uh you know everyone who goes to the gym and puts in the work, and now they get to show it off and get to have some fun. You get to meet some cool people and uh you know continue this thing and bring it right into the future, right, Lee? Absolutely, we're taking it right into
1: the future, and, and you know we're doing it our way. You know, it, it, a lot of people who follow me on social media saw my post. It was from Damon John's book, The Power of Broke. And, you know, it talked about Frank Sinatra and, and the lyrics of the song that he sang, the, Damon's favorite version of it. He did it his way. Mm-hmm. But what he did is that he he looked around, he listened. And if you're going to be different you got to be totally different. You can't just walk across the street and open up the same old shitty thing or go to the, or let me say this, because of our friends last week down in, in Miami, they decided to throw a free show at a high school. Well, folks, you work your ass off. You don't deserve to compete in a high school. Those days are long gone. We're building stages that are made for you.
0: You know, I, I'm, I'm very disappointed. I was, I was ready to go to Denver High this weekend, but oh well, too bad.
1: We we, we can see if we can get you a tour.
2: Yeah, you you might have the opportunity this weekend in Denver. Who knows? (laughs) Oh God! Uh, It seems like they're following us around. I don't know. (laughs) Good. Hey, listen, listen,
0: listen. It's time to set the standard. It's time to make it new. It's time to make it fresh. And uh, I'm I'm really excited about it, guys. So you know, I got to tell you. But hey, either of you have any closing thoughts before we wrap this up? The premiere episode of NSL
1: Radio. Jeff, I just want to say how excited I am to all the listeners out there, to all the fans, to people who have been following this journey of Jen, myself, the entire NSL, and to all the athletes that are listening out there, I want to leave leave everybody with these closing remarks. The NSL is for you. We're for everybody. We built this for you. It was built for you by you with emails and communication to myself and to Jen and other members of our team. And each and every day we are growing and we are implementing the things that you've asked for, the things that you desire, but most important, the things that you deserve. Come one, come all. Visit us at Inspire, and that's N-S-P-I-R-E-S-L.com, and join the movement today.
0: The NSL 2 in Denver this weekend, April 23rd. I'll be there. Jeff, the producer, the commish, Lee Thompson will be there. Co-founder Jen Thompson will be there, and you should be there too because you want to be a part of the future of bodybuilding and fitness competition. This is the NSL. Join us, InspireSL.com. This is NSL Radio. Talk to you next week. NSL Radio is a proud production of the Inspire Sports League. Join us today and visit
1: InspireSL.com now.